section thirty six of the medici volume one this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the medici volume one by g f young chapter fifteen giulio clement the seventh born fourteen seventy eight pope fifteen twenty three to fifteen thirty four died fifteen thirty four one the first four years of his pontificate clement the seventh has generally been looked upon as a more or less feeble intriguer humbly carrying out during the pontificate of his cousin leo x plans originated by the latter and involved in disasters in his own pontificate owing to want of ability how far from the truth is the first portion of this view of him has already been shown while well, as regards the second portion it will be seen in the sequel that the disasters in question far from being due to any want of ability were deliberately incurred for the sake of a single definite object which governed all his actions giulio de medici son of the giuliano killed in the pazzi conspiracy was tall and good-looking spare in figure of agreeable manners and except his uncle lorenzo the magnificent was the cleverest of all this able family ranca speaking of him after he became pope says he spoke with equal knowledge of his subject whether that were philosophy and theology or mechanics and hydraulic architecture in all affairs he displayed an extraordinary acuteness the most perplexing questions were unravelled the most difficult circumstances penetrated to the very bottom by his extreme sagacity no man could debate a point with more address and he manifested a circumspect ability in practice which none could surpass at the same time he was as we have seen of a cold-hearted and crafty disposition and absolutely unscrupulous with none of those qualities of kind-heartedness magnanimity and cheerful bonhomie which in the case of his cousin leo x helped to balance great faults in this member of the family we see the medici reaching their highest importance in the politics of europe and their history becoming for a time to the large extent that of europe but more than this we see in him one who turned this family from those aims which his ancestors had followed who set it upon a path where even success could confer no glory and who leading it to strive after an ignoble aim brought upon the name of medici obloquy and condemnation where before it had won honour and esteem this course of action already steadily pursued by giulio ever since the family were reinstated in florence was now to have a greater development upon the death of adrian the sixth the same disgraceful scenes which had characterized the previous conclave were repeated and this time they lasted much longer for seven weeks the bribing and intriguing continued giulio's two chief antagonists being wolsey and alessandro farnese at length on the nineteenth november giulio triumphed and was elected pope assuming the name of clement the seventh he was then forty-five years old on becoming pope the first point which giulio now clement the seventh had to settle was how to retain the rule of florence in the elder branch of the family seeing that he himself could no longer reside there 
that lorenzo's only child was a girl of four years old and that giuliano's son ippolito was too young at present to be entrusted with authority under these circumstances clement decided for the present to delegate the control of florentine affairs to cardinal passerini as his representative accordingly passerini was in may fifteen twenty four sent to florence and for the next three years florentine affairs were administered by him under orders from rome though the signoria continued to be ostensibly the ruling body with cardinal passerini clement also sent giuliano's son ippolito now a handsome intelligent and attractive youth of fifteen who was looked upon by all as destined to succeed to the authority exercised by his father twelve years before with such satisfaction to the florentines he took up his abode with cardinal passerini at the medici palace assumed the title of il magnifico and was elected a member of the government a few months later there was also sent to passerini's charge from naples where he had been brought up another boy alessandro then about thirteen who now for the first time appears in connection with florence and whose woolly hair and negro-like appearance had already caused him to be called the moor this boy's origin was a secret born during the time that the family were in exile he was in reality the son of clement himself but the latter had hidden the fact and kept the boy out of sight as long as he could subsequently after giuliano lorenzo and leo x were all dead clement brought this boy forward as an illegitimate son of lorenzo the fact that clement had not yet begun to make this claim and to pass alessandro off as lorenzo's heir at the time when he first became pope is corroborated by what took place on that occasion for when clement on becoming pope consulted the envoys of florence as to what he should do with regard to that state three of them advised him to give the supreme power to a gonfalonieri appointed from year to year until ippolito was old enough to rule it is significant that it was ippolito who was mentioned and not alessandro as must have been the case had the latter been declared at this time to be the heir of lorenzo it was not until three or four years later that clement devised the scheme of passing over ippolito in favor of alessandro giving as a reason that he was lorenzo's son the eleven years pontificate of clement the seventh fifteen twenty three to fifteen thirty four was a troubled time in europe the triangular duel which charles v francis i and henry the eighth carried on lasted for twenty-six years never ceasing until francis and henry both died in the same year fifteen forty seven and during the first half of this long struggle it was clement the seventh who kept this contest alive the latter during the whole of his reign as pope was employed in prosecuting vast schemes of diplomacy all with the object of playing off francis against charles to prevent their combining against himself and of effecting his own designs while pretending to favor each of theirs in turn thus whereas adrian the sixth had striven to create peace between them clement's whole aim was to inflame their animosities to the utmost in this he succeeded only too well and by their unceasing wars large portions of europe were laid waste ravaged by ruthless and undisciplined armies whose track was like that of a pestilence 
it is curious to note the sanguine expectations which were formed when clement the seventh succeeded to the papal throne and how strangely they were falsified it was anticipated that his pontificate would show all that had been best in that of leo x while avoiding its defects belonging to a family so renowned for their patronage of literary and artistic culture and being himself fond of art culture music and the conversation of learned men it was confidently asserted that there would be a restoration of that culture which had been put to flight by his predecessor while from his sober temperament it was presumable that there would be none of that extravagance and luxury which had marked the reign of leo x lastly of his great administrative ability there was no doubt he had ruled rome well in leo's day while at florence he had on two separate occasions put an end to dissensions reorganized the finances and given general satisfaction in the midst of discordant elements there appeared therefore every ground for the confident expectation entertained that his pontificate would be an unusually satisfactory one yet the result was extraordinarily the reverse the difficulties surrounding him on becoming pope and the qualities he possessed for meeting them are thus described by trollope the time was a difficult one for any pope but a straight course along an open road would have been less congenial to the talents and temperament of giulio de medici than one where intrigue craft and wily policy were necessary and the situation was one exactly suited to his talents and disposition calm moderate unimpassioned active vigilant astute with nothing genial large or noble about him but decorous correct and eminently respectable while at bottom thoroughly unscrupulous it might have been thought that clement was just the man for the occasion and that he if any man was bound to rise a winner from the slippery game of the politics of the time yet the result was such that his pontificate has been called the most disastrous of any pontiff who ever sat on the papal throne clement was not long in showing what would be the general character of his policy soon after he became pope the emperor anxious to bring about that reform of the church which adrian the sixth had not been given time to effect began to suggest the assembly of a general council clement professed entire agreement but by plausible stipulations contrived to create difficulty after difficulty in the emperor's path hoping meanwhile that the pressure of war would soon give the latter other matters to attend to this result soon followed and during the next four years clement's endeavors to keep the two great rivals at feud were so successful that widespread war swept backwards and forwards in turn over burgundy northern france southern france savoy northern italy and southern italy clement at first took the side against francis who was beset with difficulties three armies had entered france a spanish force advancing into languedoc a german one entering france on the northeast and an english one occupying picardy on the other hand a large french army under bonnivet had as already noted invaded lombardy charles's armies in northern and southern france were repulsed by the french but in lombardy where the imperial army was commanded by lannoy viceroy of naples 
with whom were pescara and bourbon the french suffered serious reverses all through these wars the spanish generals were superior to the french francis had no good general and suffered perpetually from the irretrievable loss he had caused himself by having driven from his service charles duke of bourbon in fifteen twenty four the french army in lombardy was at length forced by lannoy to commence a disastrous retreat toward france and in this retreat was severely defeated at the passage of cessia where the chevalier bayard the knight sans peur et sans reproche who commanded the rear-guard of bonnevet's army was mortally wounded and died on the field the imperial army driving the french before it advanced into southern france and laid siege to marseilles francis as though the ordinary miseries of war were not enough met this invasion by laying waste the whole of provence the garden of southern france in order that the invading army might be unable to subsist the entire population of the district was made to move elsewhere villages were razed to the ground cattle driven off crops destroyed and the sufferings of the people were almost as great as though they had been the captives of a hostile force by this measure the imperial army after heavy losses from disease and starvation was forced to quit france and retired again into italy clement who hitherto had encouraged charles now began to intrigue with francis and in december fifteen twenty four concluded a secret treaty with him meanwhile francis elated by his success in provence prepared against the advice of his ministers and generals and even of his mother louise of savoy to invade lombardy with a large army under his own command all the flower of the french nobility flocked to join this expedition francis appointed his mother regent of france in his absence and marched for italy with the most powerful army which had till then been seen in war at first francis was successful he took milan and then proceeded to attack pavia defended by the experienced spanish general antonio de leva during three months pavia sustained a most rigorous siege everything known to the engineers of that age being employed to reduce it francis added strong reinforcements to his army bringing up a large body of swiss troops and also receiving troops sent to join him by clement commanded by giovanni della bandanere now the foremost commander of his time among the italians meanwhile lannoy pescara and bourbon were collecting troops sufficient to oppose the powerful army of francis and at length advanced to the relief of pavia a great battle was fought outside the walls on the twenty fourth february fifteen twenty five in which the french sustained the most fatal defeat known in those times the battle of pavia is the greatest military event of the sixteenth century francis i who very nearly lost his life owing to his refusal to surrender to the duke of bourbon was taken prisoner nearly the whole of the french nobility were either killed or captured ten thousand men of the french army were killed and the rest surrendered and in a fortnight after the battle not a frenchman remained in italy except those who were prisoners in lannoy's hands it was a crushing defeat for france whose whole military strength had been collected in this army commanded in person by the king lannoy at once sent news of his victory to charles v who was in spain 
and shortly afterwards escorted francis i thither as a prisoner clement the seventh aghast at the mistake he had made deserted francis and hastened to make a treaty with the emperor but it was a hollow affair and clement's punishment was only postponed until the emperor had leisure for it for one of clement's pieces of deception at this time florence has reason to be glad after the battle of pavia clement in his terror was anxious to propitiate federigo gonzaga marquis of mantua one of the emperor's chief adherents in italy gonzaga expressed a desire to possess the portrait of leo x painted by raphael which was in the medici palace at florence clement promised he should have it and wrote from rome ordering that the picture should be sent to the marquis of mantua as soon as a copy of it which he at the same time directed to be made by andrea del sarto was completed andrea del sarto made so good a copy that no one could tell the difference and this copy was sent to mantua purporting to be the original even giulio romano raphael's own pupil did not detect the deception until it was pointed out to him years afterwards by vasari it is impossible to believe that this fraud was carried out without the secret orders of clement the seventh the result however is that the original remained in the possession of the medici and hangs with that portion of their pictures which now forms the pitti gallery in florence End of section 36.